0: Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. This week I chatted to Lauren Arl, who I met four years ago when she took photos of my face, and we kept in contact ever since. We chatted about acting, mental health, her drama school experience, dating yourself, photography, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. I'm eating at
1: 1230. Okay, perfect. We're going to do it now. Oh, I'm so scared
0: don't be well this is terrifying xx smiley face <laughs> you're doing great you're doing great I'm like oh my really, god. I, just, I just chat to you in the chat like you're doing great you're answering all the questions. <laughs> oh my god this is
1: so amazing so insightful
0: Go um, um introduce yourself to people who are uh, listening right now
1: uh my name's Lauren <laughs> <laughs> I take nothing seriously uh yeah did you just give me a thumbs
0: I just summed up? up no one can see that but- <laughs> <Thumbs> up.
1: <laughs> that was amazing um yeah I'm an actor writer director photographer I'm a slashy I can't focus on one thing I love that yeah it's amazing no one takes me seriously because of it because you do
0: like
1: so you- many things yeah yeah you got to be hyper-focused on one thing. And I'm like, no, nah, this is... Fuck that. That's boring today. I'm
0: going to do this. Who just right? wants to be an actor? Fuck that. <laughs> well, I, I just... People I who it. don't
1: like themselves very much. That's also me.
0: I am also that person, so don't come at me, anyone. Anyway.
1: <laughs> um. Okay. And this is what- where I put myself there.
0: Yeah, this- <laughs> What was your start in acting? Cause you went to drama school, didn't you?
1: I went to drama school. Um, Jealous? (laughs) 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 I'm still recovering. Um, The scars run deep. They run very deep. Drama school's tricky. It's really, really tricky. Um, But we can talk about that later. Uh, I started, I actually started modeling when I was 16, which is hilarious because as a teenager, I was really shy I'm still really shy but as a teenager I had no social skills and so it's just like wow they didn't know what to do with me because I couldn't have a conversation like I'd go to a casting and I'd go virtually mute and I would they would be asking me questions I'm like just nodding my head and oh my god ends like so my agent sat me down (laughs) she was like this is when I was 17 or 16 I think I was 17 and she's like okay so like if someone says to you oh they like their shirt you can maybe go oh thank you I got it this place such and such and then you might say oh I really like your earrings or how was your week (laughs) she's like literally teach me how to have a conversation (laughs) so that's how I started really well wow and um once I got more confident um, I was really lucky that I got to be an extra on Scooby-Doo like the Scooby. so I'm 100 years old is what <laughs> I'm saying and I'm so I old and just <laughs> and I really loved being on set and then mm-hmm. did a few ads did lots of ads and lots of film clips and I was like yeah cool this is what I want to do did my first short film i was like this is amazing so i auditioned for QUT um got in and the day i found out i got in my husband my marriage ended <laughs> so it was weird that's how i started in acting it was it was super crazy the end
0: <laughs> and that's it hi everyone that's been downhill
1: from there it was like that was the high point and then it was just like oh
0: I didn't okay I didn't even know you were married
1: I there was what
0: yes I got married
1: when I was 22 and then we separated wow when I was 24 24. I want to say 24 I should know these details I don't yeah (laughs) it was was a long time ago yeah yeah there were like pterosaurs just like filled the air and
0: that's I guess that would have affected your what was your drama school experience if we're gonna go there um
1: it was really mixed it was really really mixed I actually felt like it's one of those things where you have some experiences that are super inspiring Mm -hmm. and others that are completely soul destroying and I think I think the kind of like breakdown and build up method which was super common back then there's like remnants of that it was really Mm -hmm. destructive like so my main issue always has been my voice and it's because i'm shy and i want to feel safe so my i carry my voice quite high Mm -hmm. almost like armor like if i'm super like vulnerable and small people aren't going to notice me and that's going to keep me safe yeah. Um, so i really, really struggled with my voice and tension around that. And so that carried in, obviously, into drama school and became a really obvious thing. And yeah. when it was called out publicly, instead of, like, having the tools to kind of deal with it, it made me feel more vulnerable and exposed and, like, hyper-fixated on it. And so it did become – it didn't yeah. solve itself. It just made me feel like a failure. And I think that happens – In different ways for lots of people in drama school and Mm. I'm really grateful for the experiences I had at drama school and the teachers we had but there was a lot um, there were parts where it was just as disempowering as empowering and I think that needs to be part of the conversation not just like oh I went to this amazing drama school and it was incredible and I really found myself there I didn't like I feel like I still have the voices of those of that criticism in my head when I'm working whereas I Feel like if you're working from a more positive angle and building your strengths it makes it easier to focus on the other things because you don't you don't feel so weak I just I hate the like whole tough love thing I don't think it's necessary and I don't think it's helpful
0: oh I Uh. agree it's especially just I mean look I'm here for some tough love I think you know yeah sometimes you like you need to hear it you just need to hear reality yeah. i don't like it but there's a time and place for it but especially in this industry when you know the you are the art form you are creating it it's it hurts
1: it's not yeah. good. this yeah. like we, we had bill brown direct us in third year and he you know his whole thing was like cool head warm heart mm but I just think you're so vulnerable anyway that becomes really hard to compartmentalize. And I think sometimes that detaches you from your work as well. Yeah. Um, like I've never been able to separate the artistic self and mm. my everyday self, they, they are the same person. They are the same, yeah. all of that is the same thing. That's what I bring to the table. Um, and I'm actually not ashamed of that. Like that's something I'm really been proud yeah. of, but it does take its toll. Like it completely yeah. takes its toll. And I, I've seen people kind of working within that framework of positive mm-hmm. reinforcement. You see them flourish. Like, like it gives them the confidence to try harder things and succeed at those things. Yeah. And I think you can... It's a tough industry but nobody's entering it not thinking that you know what i mean like everyone starts <laughs> off going this is going to be a shit fight i'm going to lose friends and family i'm going to feel like you know there's going to be far more failure than success yeah. and i've got to learn to separate myself from the failures and blah 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 blah, blah. Um, but the people i found that has that have that positive reinforcement tend to be a bit more resilient and I mm. think that's what you need resilience so you can Tackle harder stuff. Try harder. Push yourself further. When the blows yeah. come, you don't. It they don't hurt so much because you're sure in who you are. That's my take on it. Yeah. Um, yeah the end. This has been my tweet. This. <laughs>
0: that's how we're gonna end the end of that question. Thank you. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Next. No, I think that's it's it's so beautiful i mean yeah it's just this industry's fucking wild and you know everyone's there's everyone's in it for themselves you know it's finding your people and your community and the people that resonate with you and you connect like it's it's all that and finding those people
1: which what you said about community like that's 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 important that's so important um yeah otherwise which yeah which is sad, like up. people,
0: yes, yeah. and people like find your community, but you can't find your community if everyone's well—not everyone, but like people are so focused on themselves that they don't want to share or collaborate. But this industry, this art form, like it literally is a like, collaborative work.
1: Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and but that's like such a freeing thing. So when your focus is on the work and other people, you're like great, I actually don't have to fucking think about myself. What a relief. <laughs> Like, like this, is, this is great. This is a vacation from the shit fight that lives in my head. Awesome, exactly. Amazing. I like that for everyone. I just that's my wish for everyone.
0: Saying <laughs> I'm with you, it's like, yeah, let's just all work together, support each other, help it.
1: <sighs> yeah, and look, some days that's like easier than others, right? We need to have hmm. compassion for ourselves, some days we just need to retreat. Of fill course. the tank again, and then come back. And that's really hard when you're working on a project. That might mean turning your phone off after the day, yeah. eating a good meal, going to sleep, making sure your bills are paid so you're not stressing about that. Like You've got to kind of create a real world space, I think, for you yeah. so that when you're entering work again, you're like, you're not stressing about the other stuff. You've got the resources to... To tackle those things um, at least that's what my psychologist takes tells me constantly well they have a point <laughs> yeah I'm still not listening to her <laughs> you're like look we could, <laughs> we could do that that's
0: I mean option. I think that's you're like yeah that's that sounds mm-hmm.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back <laughs> I'm gonna circle back to that back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah just put a pin in that one too. Yeah, mm. I'll take a note. We can discuss that at the end of the meeting. You know, like at the end of your therapy session when everything comes out. You are like two minutes, like you like that one, like and then you walk out and you're a mess, and your psychologist is just like, oh, again, she did it again. <laughs> yeah, you're like, she doesn't learn. She never She's will. Like, tries to bring it up and the next one, you're like what? No, I'm fine. Two minutes at the end, again. <laughs> I, it was a good week.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. I didn't cry last night, what are you talking about?
1: <laughs> no, I just screamed into a pillow and kept yeah. saying my mother's name over and over again. <laughs>
0: um, okay, I do wanna talk about, so you finished drama school and then yeah. you entered the industry. Yeah. How did that go for you? I was like droning in Australia. Really
1: bad. <laughs> so I got out the year of the GFC. Oh, so there was no, no work. work. Yeah, it was, oh, no God. Work. it was like no work. <laughs> and I became obvious that I'm really bad at auditioning. Um, like, And I still am. I just, I literally have panic attacks so bad. I have to be medicated to audition. Um, I wish that was a joke (laughs) but I got out I did like a very small small one line role in Sleeping Beauty so I was like naked which is like not the way I thought I was gonna enter the industry but it was directed by Julia Wow, she's an amazing woman amazing writer and that was a really good experience Mm -hmm. for me and I think like that first year out of drama school, you are auditioning a lot because you're like fresh meat and people are interesting. We want to yeah. see where you go, but yeah, I mean, I lost a lot of momentum. Like I get, I have severe depressive um, episodes that last anywhere from like three months to 10 months a year. Yeah. And so that really takes a chunk out of time as well. Um, so I just, I think I just kind of entered as the depressed person who's bad at auditioning um it's like but i worked like i did i did yeah work it just wasn't yeah. um yeah it was a really tough year it was a really really tough yeah. year i wish i had something really positive like there were positive things but it just yeah it was a tricky year it was a really tricky year um yeah. but every year is tricky so yeah was- it's a part of
0: it I totally get you I realized it wasn't until because I never auditioned much in Australia but when I was in Vancouver and I started auditioning yeah also realized as well it's hot auditioning is like a beast on its own the
1: worst. there's gotta I- be a better way like it's not there. It, I mean it's, it's the cliche where you get somebody who's really really good at auditioning and then you get them on the floor on set and it's they don't flourish as much. It's not to say they do a bad yeah. job. It's just that, no, they're not flourishing. And then you see people who, you know, they're in the rehearsal room they're on set and they're brilliant, but you put them in, in an audition, they cease to function um, yeah. or really struggle with it. And I think, like I had two really bad auditioning experiences that were my first two auditions out of, oh no, there was one, so the first audition in and out of drama school was Mad Max and that was great. That was awesome. I had yeah. really positive experience around that. I auditioned like four or five times for that and that was a great yeah. experience. Um, but outside of that, I had two auditions like with casting directors who shall remain nameless, um, where I'd been in the room for like two minutes, did like the really, you know, that really nervous first take where you're just oh God, like, okay, yeah, like, yeah. I need to get the shit take out of the way. Um, yeah, because I'm a auditioner. And, <laughs> um, but both times, like, this person stopped me and just screamed at me for, like, doing a bad job. Like, just screamed at me. First, like, yeah, first audition outside of Mad Max, that was, like, oh, my God. And I, I left there just feeling completely destroyed. Yeah. Like it, and I I really feel like that was incredibly unprofessional on the casting director's part and I thought oh maybe it's just me maybe he's having a bad day everyone has bad days and then I was in the waiting room for another audition same person and I heard him do it to another new grad and I was just like what a fuck with yeah that's like not cool not cool it's people's first auditions that you know like I think I think it's really important to be conscious of how vulnerable people are when they're working like again it goes back to that thing of like tearing people down to build them up it just doesn't fucking work
0: no no because people get torn
1: down and then stay torn down yeah absolutely yeah oh um, my god so yeah the first year was interesting <laughs> and then you kept going <laughs> and then you keep going and you keep going and you keep going. And sometimes you like take a step back because you have to look after yourself. And there are other times where you're just gonna, you're gonna soar and you ride that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which and, is
1: totally okay
0: to take a break and take a step back. Can we, we normalize
1: to, that? Yeah, can we, instead of like going, mm, that's, you don't really want to be an actor. I think you need to decide if you want to really be an actor. And it's like, no, you know what? I need to like reconnect with this my life yeah because like I'm not having any real life experiences to feed that craft and also I just feel like shit yeah why don't we talk about feeling like shit all the time because it's I know let's Let's do it yeah (laughs) yeah let's like this is now just gonna be that hour this isn't (laughs)
0: this is the last this is just going to be sad talk for so get ready everyone Strap in
1: yeah yeah but you know put the coffee aside get some gin it's this is where we're at i expect everyone to be crying at the end of this yeah (laughs) talking about emotional destruction.
0: the biggest thing i learned um just in the last year was so was that yeah, this industry we're so like, if you're like, oh my god, my mental health isn't okay. I need to just take like six months or a year, even just to like sort my shit out. There's judgment to that. That's yeah. like, oh well, the industry is gonna move on without you. And I'm like, this fucking industry is always gonna be here. The same people are gonna be here.
1: Like, no, yeah, take your break if you need it. You know, so that means you might be re-entering. An industry that's changed. And that might be an industry that's better suited for you to to step back into. Because yeah. it is, it's constantly evolving.
0: Oh, it's always changing.
1: It's, it's fine to take a step back. I think too, like with women as well, there's a certain pressure to like around youth. And I do think men get that as well, but they're very much with like with my female friends, there's that thing of like, oh, I need to have made it by the age of 30. And it is, you, you get pigeonholed yeah. into, you know, the mother roles or like, that still happens. And it's like, it's getting better. But yeah, fuck, there are a lot of two-dimensional female characters out there. Where you're like, Ugh. and now they're like getting older I don't have time for those roles I'm not interested and if I'm not interested in doing something you know my career is not going to go any more downhill I'm 38 like it's it's not really going up or downhill it is what it is and I would rather say no yeah. and enjoy my life and my craft than go oh maybe if I do this thing that no one's going to pay attention to suddenly I'm going to get like a big Hollywood role because I'm like so amazing I'm just going to sit in the corner like they will <laughs> notice me <laughs> fuck that oh girl I'm
0: here with you it's even just you know with women and it's like a way to look a certain way as well that's fucked and like you know
1: yes, (laughs) that's the whole thing you hear the stories like the LA stories I've never tapped into the US market because I'm just I don't feel like I'm resilient enough and again that's okay and that's okay absolutely okay to know where your your limitations are it's not failure to know that it's very empowering very empowering to have a good life and I think that should be your priority and then your craft comes second have a good life have it filled with things that mean a lot and then your craft and acting is that icing on the cake right so because then you can do it from a place of love and that's really cool um but yeah like the fit you hear the stories with you know women coming back from LA I remember my friend saying oh my manager told me to like keep my maintenance up like what does that mean (laughs) because I'm naive and she's like oh you know like making sure I'm just getting the right amount of Botox and fillers and that I'm not like aging too much and that being I mean I could be wrong but that was the expectation placed on her I don't know if that's true for everyone Um, but there is definitely that pressure to to look perpetually twenty seven, and I don't. I'm old and tired. <laughs> I'm just <not> so tired. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, it's. I mean, I think like, you know, I always remind myself why I wanted to become an actor, and you know, it's to tell stories and to you know create art that I love. That's you know, I passionate lights my heart on fire. But then you enter this industry that is like aesthetic and business and just it's it really fucks you up because you're like there's two different like and I'm like uh and I'm like okay I get it it's a business I'm not an idiot but also that's not satisfying me this business shit like I just want to like create art and if one person sees it awesome (laughs)
1: like yeah it's I mean I, I wish we had have had more of the business education in drama school I think that's changed something that's changed recently as well um but also like creating a business is a form of creativity as well so it's just I it's
0: Mm. I
1: hate to say it there's that reframing that's really hard to do because when you've had such negative experiences with things you're like I don't want to reframe that's just dangerous I don't want that in my life but reframing the business side as a creative task is a really positive thing and you can shape that business to be whatever you want it to be that's the other thing it doesn't have to look like what other people are doing it doesn't have to look like what you're told is the right way to do it yeah create the life and career that you want and be kind to yourself
0: oh that's so important I yes like be kind to your yes just be kind to yourself you know yeah all things I think we all need to also just slow the fuck down (laughs) oh my god if anything in this 14 days when I'm recording this right now like that's the biggest thing I've taken away is just slowing down
1: yeah yeah breathing Yes. connecting connecting knowing
0: that you're enough
1: as you are do you get this thing? Like, uh, this is something I experienced that when things are moving really, really fast, that's when I start to make mistakes. And that's when I start. And so when you slow down, you know, it's really counterintuitive. You're like, I'm going to get this (laughs) done. Oh, wow. Um, But it's in the slowing down that you're like, it's almost like time expands mm-hmm. and suddenly the task fits into that time with space to move. But if you're like heavily rushing, then the task kind of moves out past the the time allocated. It gets messy and you're just like, I- Yeah, slowing down is a great thing. I'm gonna write that down because I keep
0: forgetting that. Oh,
1: chill the fuck out.
0: I literally have it written down in like a journal, like at the beginning every day, and it just literally says slow down because I think and it's hard because I also just function at a high level of just neurotic and just anxiety. So it's just telling me to slow down. How dare you? I'm gonna like what?
1: I was reading something on like complex post-traumatic stress disorder. So it's where, you know, like it's not tied into one event, but like lots of traumatic events happen in a short period of time. And and that's what fuels that. And I was... reading an article on why because like everyone's like you should take up meditation have you tried meditation oh, and mindfulness and yeah. you're like oh my fucking god no susan i've just been sitting here for the last 20 years like waiting for someone else to fix my problem it's amazing i'm not <laughs> dead um yes maybe some crystals some shark and like they, look there is place for meditation certain types of, of meditation. There's those holistic things i'm not dismissing that out of hand but i i earlier in the year had started having again quite severe panic attacks because i I wasn't very well every time i meditated i just would Mm. like i'm going to die i'm losing my mind i'm going to die and i was reading as to why that was and the the article basically said and again i can't (laughs) like i don't know if this is true or not Um, it looked like a reputable source let's go with that but basically it said that when you're meditating your brain obviously starts to relax and calm down and if you've got that kind of that complex trauma response your brain goes you can't chill out we have to be hyper vigilant what if the bad thing happens again and so it triggers your adrenal you know the adrenaline to go and protect yourself because it's like it's not safe to be calm it's not safe to be calm. And so it's like your body and brain responds in a way that it amps up the response, which I thought was really interesting. Again, don't know no. if it's true, it makes sense to me. Um, and definitely like other forms of meditation, like walking or actually yeah. walking, walking's it for me or going to ballet is that for me.
0: That's also just yeah. I totally agree. Then everyone's like, just meditate, just like you know, sit with yourself for like five minutes. And I, I, and yeah, I, I've tried it. I've definitely tried it and gone, yep, all right. Maybe this is, and it just doesn't work for me because yeah, my brain is like, hello, that thing you did three years ago. Let's think about that now. (laughs) Like that's just what happens. But like you, if I go out for a walk, even if I just go to grab a coffee, like at the local like coffee shop, that's like my brain is like, ah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm in the moment now. This is great. Yeah. I'm I'm present.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like mantra meditation I found really useful for that yeah Yeah. Just like having that external, internal focus. But if you get me to focus on my breath, because breathing is Mm. a trigger, like the type of breath is a trigger, yeah. That's gonna like yeah, that's gonna ruin the day. That's a day gone. That's yeah no, no, we a, don't like just feeling lots of shame around that and going oh my god I lost my shit somebody saw me lose my shit
0: <laughs> god damn it yeah I we mean did. I think it's yeah it's it's a, it's a process of figuring out what works for you and what you know gives you that inner peace um which also we don't normalize because it's just like just meditate that'll fix everything
1: yeah and and that thing that meditation I think looks like one particular thing Mm. I think when it comes to like talking about other people's mental health and trauma it's really important to not offer advice I think it's really important to sit there and listen and hold space like unless you're a mental health professional that's worked with that person or if that person's gone directly hey I need your opinion on this it's it's really and that's not to say that you can't go up to friends and say hey i'm concerned you want to talk about it of course but the hardcore of offering advice from an uninformed space is really dangerous it's really really dangerous because somebody might be like i can't meet that expectation yet you know again my psychiatrist my psychologist is like when you're in a really heightened distress space the things you need to focus on are eat, sleep, eat and sleep, eat, sleep, exercise, yeah. and just reintroducing things back in until your mood and your brain's regulated. And then once you're regulated, yeah. you can start focusing on the other stuff. But if you're sitting there with your friend and going, oh, you know, you should listen to my guru or, like, I took yeah. this drug and this drug and this drug. Like, I just think it's really dangerous. I just think it's really, really dangerous that approach. Oh. I agree
0: I think yeah like you said it was so beautifully just holding space for another person to just if they want to talk about it and just listening you know I think we forget to listen in this day
1: yeah age. I think it's also like when a, it's having compassion for the other person too and realizing mm-hmm. that especially when you're really unwell that they're worried that they're going you know like suicide's a real risk so they're worried that their friend or their family member might die that's a real risk like many mental illnesses are they end they end in death untreated like it's a real thing and we gloss over it and we're like we talk about wellness and whatever but the stakes are high for a lot of people and so I think you know that place of offering advice comes from I don't want anything to happen to you. It's hard to see you in pain, but I also don't want anything to happen to you. Yeah. So it's having compassion for that. It's also like, how do we start a dialogue around having constructive conversations? How do we, how do we, what does holding space look for? Like, you know, are you okay? you sit there and listen, but what does listening actually look like? How do we model that? Yeah, which is, it's a really
0: great question and thing to think about um yeah we should solve that i hope home. now
1: but yeah so circle back <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna be saying that all day now and no one's gonna get I'm it safe.
0: just <laughs> to myself in my hotel room circle back
1: yep yeah. anytime i order a coffee and they're like asking for payment I'm like let's just circle back to that tomorrow (laughs) (laughs) when I've moved into state that's good
0: date yourself treat yourself date yourself date yourself I'm gonna take that I'm gonna gonna date
1: myself yeah Um, go out to nice dinners like yes sleep in have a sleep in in the morning like it's so beautiful. Make it's like up really yourself beautiful and then have a sleep in
0: <laughs> candlelit dinner for myself
1: so I actually saw yeah. a
0: TikTok about that where it was like this girl I think she was literally saying date yourself and she was and she was like make yourself a nice like dinner and like get a wine and then put on some jazz music and like just eat your dinner and I was like holy shit yes that's it's stunning. so cool
1: what's your movie yeah. like?
0: oh yes yeah everyone date yourself
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> are you dating yourself right now before you give that to some like just have an intervention every time yeah. a friend starts seeing someone he like okay but first I need to check that you're dating yourself and then he exactly yeah. or she can and come really. in or they can come in uh, yes 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 oh. <laughs> whoever it is whoever love, who
0: you, love. love who you love
1: yeah yeah Again, we don't really have models for like what loving yourself looks like, I think. Like, yeah, everyone goes, love yourself. But I still but don't, don't really know what that looks like. Yeah. Like yeah. you can go, oh, bubble baths and stuff or whatever, but it needs loving yourself is also like making sure your rent is paid and that you have food and your bills are covered. It's not just like yeah. face masks and but that massages, what, whatever it is people do, it's like the stuff. Being a yeah, it's being a grown ass, badass human being and showing up yourself, loving yourself, and you did
0: it. I mean, for me, it was like I would often go to the movies by myself.
1: It's so me too. Kay. I fucking love it. I hate going to okay, movies. Okay, can it. we can we yeah. normalize that as well? But also, like, <laughs> my ex the other day was like, I find it so. We <laughs> like Why? I want to talk about the movie afterwards I'm like no I don't want to talk to anyone about the movie I don't give a fuck about your opinion I don't give a fuck about your opinion until like three days has passed and then we'll talk about it but do not like it's just better this way
0: it's just I love the like people and I know people would always question me they're like how do you do that like how do you go by yourself to a movie and I'm like you realize that you don't talk during the movie, like, what am we gonna do? Chat during the movie? Like I wanna watch the movie. So I'm mm, gonna go yeah. by myself and have some popcorn, yeah. maybe a little coffee. I don't know. Yeah, chill out, get gold
1: class, because it's only one of you, so you can splurge.
0: <laughs> um, <Yes. laughs>
1: why it's is so... that a
0: weird thing? Why, do why
1: don't... You... No? I
0: just don't so... I don't I don't understand.
1: I don't I don't understand so much. Give it but that is okay
0: all right so I do want to talk about your photography because that's yeah. how I met you yes yes yeah it is yes it is. why did we why did I question that
1: I don't know but I did too so yeah. that's on both of us
0: that is wow how dare we circle
1: back circle back circle back to
0: the <laughs> yeah yeah um because you took photos of my face thank
1: you I did I took photos of your face it was very easy to take photos of your face it was a good afternoon um it was it was fun it was so much fun like that's not usually fun I mean I try to make it fun I've had like I've been really lucky with headshots but I've like had one or two where I've like well, like one of the people taking photographs of me where I'm just like, I don't feel good about this. Like my first ever headshots, yeah. like acting headshots, the guy made me feel so bad about myself. Like, oh no. It was I had half hour, half an hour to shoot. He was a really like at the time well known headshot photographer. Yeah. And he was just basically like, oh, it's really hard to take photographs of you. What? <laughs> <laughs> so like you just like you just look scared and i'm like that's because i'm scared, Cause scared. yeah i'm scared yeah yeah you've just i've been here five minutes and you're putting me down already of course i'm scared
0: oh my god oh that's not good
1: and i've heard that story from a few people like not about that particular person yeah. i couldn't even tell you that person's name anymore but you know like i've had people rock up and have panic attacks because they've had such yeah. bad experiences in the past they're so, like my career that rests on the shoulders of of this headshot and if I get it wrong then I'm not going to work or my agent's going to be unhappy and I've saved up months for this and so I think it's really important to make it a good experience for people and a positive Yeah, because they're not cheap um they're not cheap And you're
0: asking, yeah, it's not a comfortable, like you're getting
1: your photo (laughs) taken. And I wish they could be cheaper, but like even at the prices I charge, I'm barely covering expenses. Yeah. Including a wage for me. Like I have to pay myself at the end of the day. Like I need, again, pay rent, look after yourself, pay the bills, eat good food. Um, So it's like, it is, it's tricky territory. How do you make something... Because I feel like with acting and the arts in general, the people that flourish ha- tend to come from a place of privilege and having access to money. And so when you're an artist and you don't, it's yeah. really hard. It's not easy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely not. Because so I also feel very cautious about making photography accessible, like finding opportunities to... But it's tricky yeah. very tricky how long have you been doing photography for It would oh it's such a weird and convoluted so i assisted for a bit when i was a teenager again modeling yeah thought it'd be cool to assist um uh, was dating a photographer at the time that did not end well um but got to help him out on shoots so that was really cool and yeah. and photography being a really expensive enterprise i actually Like I was always really, really interested in it, but I couldn't afford a camera. You know, like I went around shooting models on like an old, you know, like the early two thousands. Like yeah, cameras like. I was working in a modeling agent at the time. Would like photograph the girls just using a really simple camera and just making it look fun, and and it was. I love shooting like that. And then six years, five six years ago, um, I was working on a web series that did really well. And the director had a camera that she wasn't, like a DSLR, that she wasn't using anymore. And at the time I was so broke that I was living in a boarding house and sleeping on people's couches. Like, you know, like the functionally homeless situation. That yeah. was, her. and she gave me her old camera. And so suddenly I could learn how to shoot and practice on a lot of people. Yeah. And it became a way of like being able to earn a living and you know gradually putting myself in a better situation financially and in a more secure place so it was like the ultimate gift like oh wow you know um so I'm very grateful to Julie for giving me that camera and I love it like I love it sometimes I hate it like sometimes like I never want to take another photograph again (laughs) and then I'll be like oh it's a thing you take you step away from it for a bit um, yeah. Or you find a way to like because it can become work. So you're like, oh, how do I reconnect to the creativity and the playfulness? Yes. Of this? And that's yeah, and the great you just carry it with you. Or you like, we all have really good cameras in our pockets now, so we can like. I know. Um, right? Yeah, it's uh, it's cool. It's yeah. It's
0: okay. I'm going to ask you some um, questions to just mm-hmm. wrap up. So get strap in and get ready okay I'm okay. scared <laughs> jumpy, but maybe I don't know um, okay <laughs> <laughs> if a movie was made of your life what genre would it be and who would play you uh,
1: it would be horror um Ooh. oh and I don't know who would play me I mean I'd want it to be Marion Cotillard because she's amazing <gasps> oh my god she's I oh yeah um and I feel like she would add a layer of depth to my life that definitely isn't there. So it would be watchable. She's like psychological so horror. She's amazing. She's not underrated. She's just underused. She's underused. Yeah. Like. That's is- <laughs> just. What's like, she doing
0: now? Is she even doing any? I she's seen the her face enough. of
1: Chanel. Um, oh. <laughs> just this like. Gig. <laughs> Oh, she's great. But realistic casting, I whoever anyway. whoever like hates himself enough to do it. Just step in. You like go ahead. Come along for the ride. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you walk okay. Okay. <laughs> Lots of
0: therapy.
1: There's
0: like a there's a warning on the film, <laughs> like a trigger warning.
1: Yeah. Uh, I did a show like two years ago that I wrote and the trigger warning was 20, 20 items long. I shit you not. We just... <laughs> oh my trigger God. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. It's based very, very, very loosely on my childhood. Trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. <laughs> there's so many triggers. Yeah. As one of the actors I- put it, there's more triggers than a gun show in that particular. Oh my God. was dark. It was very dark Look, if and you, very if stupid. You got,
0: if you've got 20 trigger warnings, you know, you you got to, yeah, you walked into that. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you bought that show upon yourself. <laughs>
1: you bought that, yeah.
0: You like, really walked
1: into that one. Yeah. It's okay. You can leave anytime. <laughs> <be a> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> just watch what you
0: can. Leave when you want to. Oh my God. Yeah,
1: stop. it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. Would you act differently if you knew you wouldn't be judged?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I have a layer of self-consciousness there that is a protective element. Like I feel very vulnerable in the outside world. I'm slightly scared of the outside world in a way that, you know, isn't just like, oh, I'm socially anxious. Like I, I find yeah, to to the point of it being um, debilitating at times. So yeah. absolutely, if I felt like I wasn't judged and I was safe in the world, I most certainly would act slightly differently. Not a yeah. huge amount, but yeah, a little bit for sure. Yeah, if no one was but, judging you. Yeah, that's not the cool answer. Everyone's like, no, I'm 100% myself all the time. I'm just really free.
0: Well, it's interesting because that's- that question always goes two different ways. Like there's always the two there's the of like, you know, you go where people are like, yeah, no, I yeah, I would act. Yeah. And then there's the yeah, um, no, I'm a badass bitch and I am who I am. Like there's the oh, two yeah, sides.
1: I wanna be that person. I'm not there yet. Yeah.
0: Be bad, exactly. Be. Yet is the key word.
1: Yeah. We'll see how the self dating goes.
0: I'm so excited for this journey for you and I want to hear about it at the end of it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like, just as I'm invested now.
1: I just like sk- look at the experience and then write lots of apologies to exes going, hey, look, I've spent some time with myself. <laughs> I'm really sorry you had to go through that.
0: <laughs> sorry about me, but... Um...
1: <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> get you not talking to me I'm fine
0: (laughs) um okay and the last question what do you first notice about someone when you meet them
1: oh it's an energy thing Mm. I I noticed the the barriers the particular kinds of barriers because you know like there's some people you immediately feel safe around and then oh my god yeah my brain is definitely wide in a way it's like i look for the threat and that's what i see Mm. when i first meet someone i'm gauging the level of threat yeah and then i want to say oh my god it's their eyes or their mouth how attractive (laughs) they are like but it's not like it's like how are you carrying yourself and are you a threat yeah yeah
0: i would say and then it's their eyes
1: yeah yeah
0: I mean, I think it's true. Like when you, you, like within the first few seconds of meeting someone, you know where this is, you yeah. know what I mean? Like where it's going to go. I know what you mean.
1: And then, but then you've also got to take into account your own, like what baggage you bring to that table yeah. and that judgment, like, yeah, because I'm not very, I I do that, but I'm actually not a great judge of character. <laughs> So it's a really like counterintuitive exercise. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I know I've always been, I've always been that person where if like, I've made up my mind about someone and then I'm like, Ooh, I don't get a good vibe. Like I will like remove myself from that person like pretty quickly. And then I'll be like, "Mm," and everyone around will be like, I don't get it. Like that person's fine. And it's always that situation where something then happens with them between them. And they're like, Oh man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I told you.
1: I told you. You're good. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'm always I'll try and out. like
0: rub some of that off onto you. I don't know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> give me your, like your fairy dust. I want that. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. no one, mm-hmm. one can see that you're sprinkling by assume yeah. um, fairy dust on. <laughs> yeah, through the computer. That's
0: how yeah. uh, that works.
1: That fairy dust is for everyone. It's just a bit of Sarah yeah. magic. Like,
0: just a little bit of just to everyone. You're welcome. Take it if you want. I don't care.
1: <laughs> it's yours. I have plenty of infinite supply. I have all the supply. Um,
0: we did it. We, <laughs> we made it. We're so deep. Bulls We're so deep. We're so deep. Circling vacuum, we made it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We made it. We made it. We made it thanks for listening to the coffee chat podcast feel free to follow on instagram at coffeechat.podcast and share the love you're awesome and i hope you have a great day night or afternoon wherever you are and i'll see you in the next episode